0: Welcome to Numbers, News, and Nonsense, a sports podcast.
1: Welcome to the 20th NFL episode of Numbers, News, and Nonsense. We are your hosts, Brian.
0: And Ryan. And for those of you returning, welcome back.
1: And as I stated, this is our 20th NFL episode. Uh, So that means we have 20 available episodes for people to start looking to. Uh, If you just want to hear anything about the past season, go check us out and stay tuned for more episodes. But let's get right into uh, new NFL news and rumors from this week. We have a huge week full of tons of stuff. So Ryan, start us off with our first big news.
0: Oh man, I think I think this was the most obvious news in my eyes, in my eyes, in my two eyes. Aaron Rodgers is deciding to stay with the Packers. Like I saw this coming from a mile ago at this point because, sure, he he was just all drama. He was pretty much all drama, and then, bam, he's gonna get paid like fifty mil a year to stay with the Packers who's going to decline that nobody he's getting paid more than every single receiver I'm pretty sure or not receiver QB I mean 50 mil a year and he's old he's retired he's gonna be retiring soon so Packers I guess they won and lost this but at the end of the day Jordan Love was the biggest waste of a draft pick
1: yeah like you said this was definitely predictable uh Some of us were hoping Denver, uh, uh, some people were saying Colts, Steelers. But ultimately, he ends up back in Green Bay. Uh, They franchise-tagged Devontae Adams, his best receiver. We'll talk about that. And he's getting paid, like you said, over $50 million, apparently. Uh, That drains their cap space, exactly what they did last year, what he complained about last year, about how they don't have enough weapons, they don't have good defenders. I think this is just setting up for either a first-round exit, a second-round exit, or a conference champion loss again. Uh, I mean, Rodgers, back-to-back MVPs, like you said, maybe a three-straight MVP. But really, it comes down to what you do in the playoffs, not really the regular season.
0: Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. First off, Aaron Rodgers came out and said the contract isn't correct. As what was put out, the four years, two hundred mil. So who knows if that's right? It's probably going to be along those lines, though. And say it is, Aaron Rodgers is, is just basically saying like we're not going to win a Super Bowl at this one because <laughs> because here's the thing: you have a talented wide receiver free agent class. I keep saying that. I say that every single time. T- Rodgers being the being the vet that he is, the smart vet that he is, he shouldn't be asking for so much money, instead say, hey, go into free agent, pick up a receiver, pick up a linebacker, pick up something to help this team win a Super Bowl because that's that's where he should be looking towards right now. But if he's getting paid 50 mil a year, they don't have money to do that.
1: Yeah, and who knows? Maybe he retires after next year and just just like Brady, he cuts off uh, randomly in the middle of contract. Uh, we don't know, but like I said, it's possible he, he played amazing last year, won the MVP. He's still a quarterback, like, he's still able to play. It's just whether or not the team around him will be enough to win a championship or even win a playoff game for that matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Devontae Adams is the best in the league to do it. I mean, this last year he was definitely top two. You can debate between him and Cup, yeah, but. Going into the season, you have him, and then who do you have after that? Not much. Not many weapons to, to give it to. Aaron Jones, sure, but he's a running back. But you you have receivers in this class. Go pick up someone. You don't even need to pick up someone crazy good like Godwin or something. Just go get someone for cheaper, bring them in, start building the chemistry, and then and then you just go from there.
1: Yeah, and uh, you said something about uh, there's a loaded free agent wide receiver class. There's also a loaded draft class, and the Packers have the 28th pick in the draft. Uh, It's possible they could scoop a receiver there. Uh, I think it would be smart for them to scoop a receiver there, especially uh, at the 28th spot. There's, There's about seven or eight great receivers in this draft class. And I think the Packers can scoop up one, if not two, maybe. Uh, But I don't know where they're planning on heading uh, with their draft picks. But they could scoop up. uh, This says Traylon Burks, possibly, Uh, if he falls to 28. You just never know who's going to be there.
0: Yeah, so, I I mean, you have that. And you can, you can do that, and you can also go into free agent and try to find someone. So you have options to build your team to be a, a crazy contender, unlike last year, because you failed terribly last year. But you have, you have a smart front office to do it. You have Aaron Rodgers, who knows how the game's played. Now combine that and just maybe, just maybe, they can get a legit team going for them.
1: Yeah, and looking into their future, kind of maybe just their offseason, going down this list, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, free agent, uh, Equinemius St. Brown, free agent, Tanyan, free agent, uh, some of their linemen, two of their linemen, couple deep tackles, couple defensive players. This is not looking good for them, especially considering, like you said, if – his contract is that high they might not have enough to pay any of these guys uh even Razul douglas one of their like breakout players this year they got him on a 770 thousand dollar contract for one year and he was amazing for them five interceptions and two pick six actually so and they're saying he might not even return because he played better and he's going to get a higher contract and now they can't afford that. And this is a problem that the Packers have been running into really ever since Aaron Rodgers got there. They've just never had enough money to surround him.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're giving Rodgers all the money on the planet. So you're obviously going to have to make some major cutbacks on other positions. Sure. It's great. You have a hall of fame QB, but it's also not great that you don't have a, a great team around him that you don't have the money for.
1: Yeah. Moving to our second big news. Uh, This was same day as the Rodgers news. Russell Wilson has been traded to the Denver Broncos. Uh, The the deal is stated as this. Broncos receive Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick. And the Seahawks received Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. Let me just ask you, who won and why?
0: See, now I think you can go both ways at this point. You you definitely have positives and negatives for both teams. First off, the Broncos get Russell Wilson. I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl because chances are they don't. But you bring in a vet QB who knows the game. Who can help build the young core, and you go from there. And I mean, a fourth round pick—that's that's pretty much nothing. You have to get lucky with it. But bringing Russell Wilson in, they—they, they, I mean, they kind of won, they kind of lost. They gave up a lot of picks, so their future is going down. But you didn't have to trade Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, or Patrick Sertain—top three young players right there. So that's, that's the win for them. Now, the Seahawks, the Seahawks, they, they definitely won. You weren't a contender. You haven't been a contender in a while. You've been a laughing, laughing sock because Russell Wilson was getting older. Deacon Metcalf couldn't catch. Injuries were hurting. But you get Noah Fant, um, a, a, an okay tight end. He's okay. He's pretty talented sometimes so fall, But Shelby Harris, He's a talented defensive lineman. He's not young, but he's a talented defensive lineman. Two firsts, two seconds, a fifth. Now, those are picks. Those are crazy good picks. And then you get stuck with Drew Locke. I don't know what their plan is, if they're (laughs) going to run with him. They might. They might. They might not go for a QB this year because it's, it's not a great draft class for it. But, I mean, the positive is now they are being smart because they are doing a rebuild the right way. You just got all that for Russell Wilson. Now, you still have players like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jamal Adams, Chris Carson, that you can trade, and you could get a lot more picks, young guys, because because teams want those players.
1: Yeah, I agree with what you said. It could be seen as a win for either teams. Um, Broncos finally get a quarterback who's not Drew Locke, who's not Trevor Simeon, who's not Paxton Lynch. Uh, they finally get a Pro Bowl quarterback, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and it's an upgrade. But when you throw him against Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr, those three quarterbacks are alone in the AFC West. I I just don't see like the Broncos could end up finishing fourth with Russell Wilson. I it just doesn't seem it, – it's a smart move, but it doesn't seem smart because you have two great young quarterbacks in Mahomes and Herbert. And then you have Carr. Carr has taken the Raiders to winning seasons and last year got gypped out of a playoff win. But I just don't know how this is going to end up for the Broncos. But on the other hand, the Seahawks definitely won this. They got five picks just for Russ. Like you said, Lockett, DK, Carson, Adams. uh, They cut Bobby Wagner, could have traded him. Uh, But they're starting a rebuild, and it's a good rebuild. And like you said, maybe they let Drew Locke run this season and see what happens with him, or maybe they draft a quarterback. Who knows? But this was a good move for the Seahawks, I think, because – Russ's contract, Russ's age, Russ's production, injuries. Like you said, they weren't contenders. They were kind of in the playoffs, out of the playoffs. That was it. They weren't making it to the conference championship, and they definitely weren't making it to the Super Bowl. So great trade for the Seahawks, and I'm going to say average trade for the Broncos because we still got to see what's going to happen with the whole AFC West and the quarterback Battles this season.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, a couple more things like the Broncos, the Broncos are going to be, in my eyes, like the Thunder was with Chris Paul. You bring in a vet who knows the game, who can help build the young core, which Chris Paul did, which Russell Wilson will. But at the end of the day, they'll be a fun, they'll be a fun regular season team to watch. And then you're going to hope for a run in the playoffs. But the run won't last more than a week, maybe a couple days, because it, it won't happen. Now, now they also kind of remind me of the Colts. Like I said, a fun team to watch during the regular season, but you just don't expect the best out of them every single game because they don't have the best.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I've stated multiple times, I'm a Broncos fan, have been. Okay, okay. No, I have been. okay. I- I don't like Ross, trust me, Um, but I've been there. I named the quarterbacks. My favorite was Paxton Lynch. I I also love Drew Locke, Um, but they've just been trending downward for the past couple of years, and it's getting hard to watch because they let Von Miller go, traded Von Miller. Hopefully he's coming back, but I just – it's hard because – I just can't see them making the playoffs. Like you said, they're going to be a fun team. Like that Chris Paul Thunder. Didn't that Chris Paul Thunder make the playoffs?
0: Yeah, they made the playoffs, and then they yeah. lost to the Rockets in Game 7.
1: That's right, exactly. I could see possible wildcard berth, maybe, um, but also getting knocked out quick, like you said. But it's, it's going to be fun because... They're a fun team to watch. The receivers are all young and talented. Javante Williams, young and talented. Then they got Albert O. I can't pronounce his last name. He's their tight end. And I got to do a quick lookup of how you pronounce his name because he's an underrated guy. It's Albert (laughs) Wow! Wow. Yeah. So, his stats this season, he put up, trying to find it, he put up great numbers with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. So, he put up 330 receiving yards on 33 catches. Averaging 10 yards a catch. And this was his second year. His first year, he only played four games. And he was also behind Noah Fant. Noah Fant was really talented. So they got Alberto. They got that star-studded defense that's led by Patrick Sertain. Broncos defense is really good. Really underrated. We talked about that during the season. They just didn't have an offense. Like you said, going to be a fun team to watch. But... Don't have too high of expectations for these Broncos.
0: Yeah, it won't last long. It won't last long. <laughs> Let's move on to I I mean an interesting trade. I, <laughs> I don't know what to even think about this at this point. Carson Wentz to Washington. I mean, you just you just give me your take right away. Personally, I love this one. <laughs> I uh I like, I'm
1: a Carson Wentz guy. I like Carson Wentz. Oh, fans.
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, a
1: lot of my friends are Washington fans, so I'm probably going to end up watching Washington games. Uh, he's already got an amazing nickname, Commander Carson. <laughs> wow. um, and they they got Terry McLaurin, Carson and Terry, and then the Redskins defense, sorry, the Commander's defense. Um. <laughs> is good, but they still need to be proven. This was a good trade. I don't think it was a good trade for the Colts because, as you said literally last week, you said the Colts should have restructured his contract and ran it back. I believe they should have done that, too. The Colts' team was so good, and then they failed the last two games of the season.
0: Yeah, and don't forget, he was injured. Yeah, he was. was Sprained
1: both of his ankles on one play.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all they had to do was... Go get another weapon because they only had Pittman and Jonathan Taylor get another weapon. So it's common sense like this. Now, here's the thing they traded him for what, like two third rounders or something? Yeah, it's
1: a 2022 third, a 2023 third, if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the games, and a 2022 second. And then the commanders received Wentz and a 2022 second as well. So they just swapped second round picks.
0: Right, so it's nothing crazy, but yeah. here's the thing. Now, Russell Wilson, there was a chance he'd go to the commanders. He didn't, mostly because the front office was pathetic and the team just choked, and it wasn't good. It was an ugly look because they, they had the chance to be the number one in their division, and they choked in a pretty bad division. All they had to do was get above the Cowboys at that point. But, I mean, here, here's the thing. I like Carson Wentz. I've been a fan of his, you know. You know. But he won't do anything with Washington. They have weapons. They just don't have a team that has the best chemistry to put together. Scary Terry, he did pretty bad last year. Antonio Gibson, he did pretty bad last year. I don't know if it's because of Heineke, which who even knows what's going on with him right now. No one, said, no one has said a word on him. Yeah. but. I don't think, I don't think that anything's going to happen with them. I think they just go below five hundred again, and it's disappointing. Now the Colts are in a lot of trouble because all all you had to do, I'm sure Carson Wentz would have been completely up for it. All you did was reconstruct his contract, like you said, like I said multiple times. Reconstruct it, go to free agency, get a couple guys. And run it back. You were right by playoffs, right by him. And then the last two games, you guys all choked. You just saw this year what Jonathan Taylor can do. You didn't even see it the whole season. That's the crazy thing about this. Because remember, remember all the talks we had? They were never like a run first team. They never they they finally decided to use Jonathan Taylor and see what yeah. he could do. Now you saw what he can do. He he if him and Derrick Henry played the full seasons, he would have been better. And I said it yeah. with full confidence. And you have that. You didn't even have him full, full seasons this year because you didn't play him most of the time. You didn't give him the ball most of the time. So all you do was running back, and it's not like teams hate the Colts because, like we said, the only teams that probably hate them are, sure, the ones in their division and then the Eagles because they had Carson Wentz. <laughs> but... You definitely had something and now you are stuck. Yeah. Now, no, 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 no. Let's see. Let's see. Who do, who do you think is going to be their next QB in line?
1: Oh, so I have a list of potential Colts quarterbacks. Um, the first one, Teddy Bridgewater, they're looking at. I say definitely no, no. You do not want Teddy Bridgewater coming from the Broncos fan. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. He, 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 I check that name off the list right now.
0: Yeah, it's a step down um, from Carson yeah. Warren.
1: The second one is Jimmy G. I would say, normally I would say no because I don't like Jimmy G, but it's almost the exact same situation as the 49ers last year. Good defense, good run game he would probably fit in best with the Colts. But maybe not a big contract and definitely don't trade too much for him. Depends what the 49ers are going to ask.
0: Yeah, I I don't obviously know Teddy Bridgewater. That's disgusting. Make me vomit. But Jimmy G won't go to the Colts, and here's why. The Niners, I mean, he's not good. He's not good. I'll say that right now. I've been saying it for a very long time. But the Niners has, have made him look good, have have helped him out, get to the playoffs multiple times, get to the Super Bowl ones. They have improved his trade value a lot, and they won't run it back with him. They'll run it with Trey Lance, see what he can do. So expect the Niners to get exactly what they're asking for for Jimmy G. And I don't know if the Colts traded Carson Wentz to get some picks to use towards Jimmy G, but I, I don't think the Colts have what the Niners are looking for compared to other teams. Maybe.
1: Yeah. And,
0: um,
1: the next option, I guess is the draft. I'm trying to find uh, the Colts draft picks. Um, they do not have a first round pick. They have a second, two-thirds, a fourth, two-fifths, sixth, and two-sevenths. If they find some quarterback that they like, uh, like they drafted uh, Sam Ellinger from Texas a couple of years ago, but they, they, I don't think he's even played a game for them. So I don't know if they're going to like try to get a quarterback in the draft, maybe a young guy as a backup or a starter. I don't think that's an option for them because they are already a good team. We know they're a good team. They have Jonathan Taylor. They have that good defense. They have that good offensive line. They need to slide in a quarterback right now. They can't wait for some young guy to develop.
0: Yeah, I mean, I it doesn't make sense for them to the draft one because, like you said, Ellinger. I don't. I. I mean, if you were a football fan you wouldn't even know he existed because they don't play him. Yeah. They haven't said anything about playing him now, <laughs> so they won't. And and that just shows they're definitely not going to draft anyone. So that was just a waste of picks at that point. But the next one makes the most sense, and that is Derek Carr. You bring in a QB who's not – who who's like – in the middle of his so-called prime, I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's off target with most of his passes, and he definitely doesn't have anyone besides Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. And like I said, Jonathan Taylor is a running back. So you, if if you're going to bring in a QB and expect to go for the playoffs, you need to bring in a receiver at that point. You can't you can't settle for anything less because, like you said, they have the good O line, they have the good defense. You have Pittman, who is and a decent receiver, and Jonathan Taylor best running back in the league. You need something else.
1: Yeah, and I don't think the Raiders are going to trade Carr, so I don't really see this as an option. I think it's possibly Jimmy G or a free agent quarterback and maybe drafting a quarterback as backup. But I don't see the Raiders trading Carr. And if they do, it's probably going to be a big deal. Uh, Should be pretty close to Russ's value, I think. Um, But, And I don't know if the Colts are willing to pay what uh, the Broncos paid for Russ. So we'll see what happens. But there's another quarterback that's not a big name, but kind of big. Mitch Trubitsky has been rumored, let's say, to possibly be heading to the New York Giants, but not as a backup, to compete in a quarterback battle against Daniel Jones. And I would love it because I think Trubisky should be a starting quarterback. New York, Daniel Jones is horrible. Let's let's not fake it. He's horrible. And I think Mitch Trubisky beats him in a quarterback battle.
0: I think he would beat him in a quarterback battle, but I think the front office wouldn't have him beat him in a quarterback battle. Ooh. Now, now he he's a free agent, am I correct? Yeah. Okay, so now this is all up to him. He's getting the most hype he's ever gotten throughout his career right now. And now there's teams that need a QB, and then there's teams that are in talks of bringing in someone just to give competition to their starting QB to make them better. Exactly. Mitchell Trubinsky, the, the only way that he can actually go and start and make the most money – is not going to the Giants or the Browns at that point because there's no reason for a quarterback battle for him. Because he, if he wants to do something in his career, do something useful, he's got to go to a team that he can just walk right in and start and get the money that that at least he can start to prove himself worthy of. So I don't know. Maybe Obviously, Derek Carr won't go to the Colts. I said it made the most sense, but it won't happen because he was not leaving L.A. or L.V., Las Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) But Mitchell Trubinsky, that could be a possible destination for him.
1: There's actually another team that we haven't really talked about. Uh, The Steelers, I think, could be in play for Mitch Trubinsky. He could walk in and be better than Haskins and Rudolph right away. And I think that's a good spot for him. But they're looking at aiming for a quarterback in the draft like Pickett. Howell, Willis, one of those guys. But I would say the Steelers could be a good spot for Trubisky.
0: Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think it'll happen. Here's why. The Steelers either will take Pickett in their draft only if they can't figure out a way to figure out to get Deshaun Watson to clear everything and get him. I think that's, that's who they're targeting quietly right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we'll
1: see what happens with that. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen with him.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, geez, that's something else to talk about. And We'll save it for a day that maybe he isn't a criminal.
1: <laughs> All right, so next up we got a couple releases we're going to go through really quick. Uh, Bobby Wagner, as we said earlier, got released from the Seahawks this week. Potential landing spots.
0: Where's he going? Fingers crossed it's Cleveland. Fingers crossed it's clear. Please. <laughs> it probably won't be. I don't know. It, it'd be crazy if he followed Russ. I mean, that could be something. Oh, it that could be. That could be something. If he followed Russ and then Von Miller came back on top of that, that could be something.
1: Well, and then apparently the 49ers, the Rams, and the Cardinals, all NFC West teams are interested in Bobby Wagner. Yeah. So he's a very high – I mean, this season he had – how, how many tackles did he have
0: this season? I don't know, but all I know is that age just doesn't matter to him at this point.
1: He had 170 tackles, uh, which yeah. I think was like second in the league. That's so... what I'm saying.
0: Like, I'm I understand age isn't on his side, but like I just said, that doesn't matter to him at this point. If the yeah. Browns can get him, it, it's you, you. There's things where you get a talented player and then you get a talented vet. Big difference. A talented vet, you get them. They bring in the talent. They also help coach up the younger guys. That is exactly what I want.
1: Yeah. And like you said, age, but I'm also looking at like injuries. He's played 16 games, or actually, let's say he's played 14 games or more one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of his 10 year career. Uh, he, his one season, he played 11 games. I'm guessing due to injuries, played 14 or more games, which is unbelievable for a linebacker. Ten seasons. It's just crazy. 150 yeah. games he's played. Ten seasons. That's yeah. averaging 15 a year.
0: Yeah, and if he does come to the Browns and you just jinxed it, I will have to knock you out.
1: If he does come to the Browns? If he comes happy. to the
0: Browns and you just jinxed his injury thing.
1: Oh, true. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Take us to the next guy. Yeah, the next guy, Landon Collins, is being potentially. I say potentially because he hasn't been released yet. Because they might trade him. They might sign him. It says, Washington Commanders are expected to release safety Landon Collins. This is a guy I've wanted on the Browns for a while. And it does make sense. We do kind of need a safety. Uh, we have some corners, solid corners, and we have some safeties, but we need a Landon Collins-type guy. This would be great, but I also believe that other teams definitely are going to be interested because he's still good. So yeah, he's mean, a hybrid.
0: He's I think, think you forgot hybrid. that. The Browns might be, bring Sendejo back, and if he does, we don't have any more problems with the team because that just brings all the talent to us.
1: Oh, true, because Sendejo is just God. The goat,
0: the goat, He's amazing, the He's goat. Amazing. You can't even argue otherwise.
1: Next up, talking Browns again. The Browns and Clowney are ex- and Clowney are expected not to sign a contract and. We kind of expected this, but it also hurts because Clowney was great this season next to Miles Garrett. And once again, just leaving us after we gave him a chance is just kind of bad, and I'm still hoping we somehow sign him, but odds are we're not going to.
0: Yeah. Now, the Browns were being nice to him (laughs) by letting him look at other offers, and hopefully he's nice back and stays. But if he doesn't, the next guy that we were going to talk about that's that's released is DeMarcus Lawrence. We'll get to that in a second. But if he doesn't, we have options.
1: Yeah, it says, um, Jadavian Clowney is unlikely, currently does not plan on returning to the Browns. Um, interested teams, Jets, Jags. And if he wants to go play for the Jets or the Jags over the Browns, Be my guest. Like, I I guess that's just him wanting money. So, but that's how the NFL works. These guys sometimes just want money and they don't want to win. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, if he goes to the Jets or the Jags, I mean, I think the Browns will have the bigger laugh.
1: (laughs) I I would hope so. But moving to your guy, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, what's happening with him?
0: He's going to be released. (laughs) <laughs> you think no, that's it? <laughs> the Cowboys are crazy because they're releasing their whole team at this point, besides CeeDee, Dak, and Gallup. So, but he's a talented defensive end. He can definitely be scary next to Miles Garrett. And if we can't get Clowney back, that should be our number one target because we already have a bad O line or defensive line. So we need ends that can at least pull us together.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking at his stats. I'm pulling them up. He is a ferocious defender, uh, especially with forced fumbles. Uh, two last year, four the year before, two, two, four, one, one, one. He's forced to fumble every season he's been in the NFL. He's had over three sacks every season. Uh, his high was 2017, 14 and a half sacks. Put him next to Miles Garrett. He... Definitely could make some noise and definitely brings pressure for the Browns' defense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that's only if we can't keep Clowney. Obviously, I'd rather have Clowney just because we've seen what him and Garrett can do. Yeah. And maybe he'd be cheaper, but DeMarcus Lawrence is definitely a guy that we have to just keep on watching.
1: But there's also another guy... We didn't plan on talking about him, but you remember Emmanuel Ogba, right?
0: Oh, how couldn't I?
1: Yeah. Um, he's a free agent for Miami, uh, right around the same price as Sadevian Clowney, except I believe he's younger. Yeah, he's younger by a year and a half. Um, there, People are talking, Brown's Twitter, saying Ogba could be a pickup. There's also there's a lot of defensive ends that we could pick up. Uh, One, for instance, we could re-sign Tack McKinley. Um, Jadavian could get re-signed. But then both of Buffalo's defensive ends are up. Uh, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Akeem Hicks, Jason Pierre-Paul, Calais Campbell is a free agent, and then Dante Fowler Jr. Really, it just depends what the front office wants to do with our money because we could go after any of these guys – but if we're not going after Clowney, we might not go- be going after any of these guys regardless.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, these are two positions, receiver and defensive end. That We'd have to be extremely stupid to mess up at this point because there's so many options. Now, the Browns could be extremely stupid. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but, I mean, th- these are two positions that we shouldn't have to worry too much on because there's so many different options we can go with.
1: Yeah, and there's also another Cowboys player, um, Amari Cooper. What do you think about him?
0: I'm surprised. I'm surprised they're, they're going to go with Gallup over him. I know, um,
1: especially with Gallup's injury, I was kind of yeah. That's about that's that. the thing
0: you got to worry about him now, like the rest of his career at this point. But you went the cheaper option, makes sense, I guess. You, I, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, because I never thought that he was crazy good, but then I looked at his stats and he actually puts up solid stats a year. Now, you take him off Dak's team that kind of dicks down the offense. Makes I, I, They didn't have a choice at this point. They didn't just choose Gallup over him, they chose Zeke over him because they are paying Zeke big bucks. Yeah. I it's, it's just all messed
1: up. It, it just depends what exactly his trade um, really his trade value would be because as a Browns fan, I'd love Amari Cooper and then for us to draft a guy and put him next to him that would immediately improve our receiving core but it's it's not a hundred percent that they're trading him yet. It's just rumored, or he could get released. So we'll just see what happens. But that's a name to look out for if you're looking from a Browns standpoint on receivers.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, the the options are endless for us. So we'd have to be stupid to mess this up.
1: Yeah. And one of our last topics, we already talked a little bit about this guy. Not our favorite guy. Jimmy G. James Garoppolo. Where is he going? Where do you think he's going?
0: I think I think who cares? Because <laughs> I'm exci- I'm excited for him to go to a different team and then show how pathetic he really is. I am excited for that. I will tell you that right now. Um I, I don't know. The Colts maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I just don't care enough even think about this, because he's overrated. He he ran through a system, a crazy good system with the Niners, and it, it just made him look good when realistically he's not good. So uh, the only reason I'm excited to watch him next year is because I'm excited to watch him fail at that point and show, show people that he really isn't a good QB.
1: Yeah, and like I said, I already considered him for the Colts. I think another spot he could go is possibly the Steelers. But like we said, they might be going rookie. Other than that, I honestly don't know. Uh, Maybe somebody would want him as a backup or a veteran, like leader or something. I don't know. I, I can't see the 49ers keeping him because Trey Lance should be the starting quarterback. But we'll see what happens. If they can't move him, they might have a quarterback battle again, which would be stupid.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe the Colts traded Wentz just to get picks to put towards them. Maybe, maybe not. But the Steelers definitely have more assets that they can trade to the Niners, more young guys, Um, I'm, I'm guessing, better picks. So that's why maybe the Colts for him, but the Steelers are a better, a better destination for him just because they have more that they can give to the Niners. Yeah.
1: So our final topic of this NFL week in news is the NFL franchise tag deadline. And there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight guys who got tagged. So for those of you listening who don't know a fr- what a franchise tag is, every season, an NFL team gets one franchise tag to use on one player, It's optional. They could use it. They could not. But the tag keeps a free agent on the team for one more year. And it's used for time to either renegotiate a contract or just figure out if you're going to keep the guy, trade the guy, or cut the guy. And it's becoming more common to use the franchise tag. Like I said, eight guys. So we're going to go through this list and just talk a little bit about the guys who got tagged, starting off with, Chris Godwin got tagged by the Bucks, who was scheduled to be a free agent, a uh, very highly touted receiver in free agency, and now he's not going to be in free agency.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously upset with that because that just takes an option away from us. But, I mean, the Bucks just lost Tom Brady, a QB that knew their system. So now they don't have a QB. So it, it makes sense that they kept him. Because who wouldn't want to go there and be QB? Yeah. Look at the weapons you have. Look at at the past couple of years you've had. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, these these tags this year have been pretty pretty good. Like, there's not one that I can say, like, yeah, they messed up. Why would they even do that?
1: Exactly. Like, most of these are pretty good. And. That's that's an interesting one. I'm about to say, the Jags tagged Cam Robinson. Uh, Cam Robinson, you really wouldn't know him unless you really paid attention to the Jaguars. And not many people pay attention to the Jaguars. But he's their left tackle. And with Trevor Lawrence, you've got to have a good, solid left tackle. Because if you don't, he's going to get killed. Uh, Cam Robinson is 6'6", 320 pounds. Really good tackle. Like, I, I like Cam Robinson, but I don't like that he's in Jacksonville. And he was going to be a really highly touted tackle on free agency as well. And Jags kept him so they could keep him off of free agency. And maybe they draft another tackle, uh, number one, possibly.
0: Who knows? Yeah, I mean, you he's 26 right now. So maybe this gives him time to get a better, bigger contract the more deserving contract that he gets. Yeah. So it's it's most likely better for him that they tagged him. Because, yeah. I mean, sure, he would have gone to the team, probably got money, but yeah. the Jags don't have crazy all-stars that they need to pay right now. So exactly. So being tagged on where you're showing exactly what you can do, which protect your QB, that's all you need from a tackle, Um, doing that, chances are the Jags will say, we need to keep him his whole career and give him all the money that he deserves.
1: Yeah. And like I said, if you compare Cam Robinson with a right tackle in the draft, uh, you have your tackles figured out. And with a young quarterback, you need that outside protection or else they're not going to be a quarterback very much longer in the NFL, especially going against guys like TJ Watt, and Miles Garrett. You don't want, those guys crushing Trevor Lawrence in his second season. So you got to protect your quarterback.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've seen what it it's done to pass QBs. It's ruined them. Yeah. But now let's move on to, I mean, this was another typical type of thing. Packers tag Devontae Adams. I mean, obviously they got Rogers to stay. So at that point, every, I feel like everybody knew, Devontae Adams is saying because Devontae Adams appreciates him like crazy because he deserves all the praise same as Devontae Adams now he, he Devontae Adams I keep saying definitely a top receiver in the league but is that because of Aaron Rodgers I don't know so them tagging him he'll be able to have another crazy season with Rodgers and then after that he can pretty much go to any team and be like give me all the money you have yeah. Probably will.
1: yeah, I think the only reason they tagged him was because they knew Rodgers was coming back. If not, they probably would have let him go if Rodgers didn't come back and he would have went probably the Raiders and got a really big and long contract uh, because he's a good receiver. So this tag really saves them, kind of saves them a season of losing Devontae and obviously you want to keep Devontae and Rodgers together so they... Did a good job with this one. But yeah, right move. yeah. The next tag is the Cowboys tag, Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz, young, good tight end. Uh, pretty underrated for tight ends, but they don't exactly use him all that much. And this tag is kind of confusing because he's been hurt a couple times. Uh, that he's also played behind Blake Jarwin, uh, 800 yards, eight touchdowns this season, pretty good for a tight end on the Cowboys. And he's going to be making 11 million on this tag, but they want to sign him to a long-term deal. So it looks like Dalton Schultz is going to be a cowboy for much longer. And this isn't just a temporary tag, like some of the other tags.
0: Yeah, this makes sense that they tagged him though, because you're you're already going to be cutting Cooper and Gallup's coming off injuries. You cannot take all the weapons away from Dak Prescott because I, I've said this many times. Everybody else says completely healthy the Cowboys definitely have like a top five offense in the league because it's crazy. But now things are falling apart for them, and at least they got to the tag Dalton Schultz to at least at least not drive their fans completely crazy with how bad the team is doing in the offseason already.
1: And the next tag is the Chiefs tagged Orlando Brown, tackle they just got from the Baltimore Ravens in a trade. He's only played one season. He's 20, one season with the Chiefs, 25-year-old, um, and he's a three-time Pro Bowler. This is really good for the Chiefs because, like I said, you have to protect your quarterback with those big tackles. And Orlando Brown, a lot of people didn't like him uh, on the Ravens because he had some problems. But as soon as he got to the Chiefs, those problems washed away and he was back to being a Pro Bowl player.
0: Yeah, almost like Lamar Jackson made him look bad. Or something. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a smart move because – when you have Patrick from home, supposedly the next Tom Brady, I don't know. That's what people say now. People are crazy. But but the one, the one positions that you definitely need to have an A-plus on are your offensive line, and they're off to a good start with that. For sure. Uh,
1: the only defensive franchise tag on here is Jesse Bates for the Bengals. Jesse Bates was one of the best defensive players for the Bengals this year. They wanted to sign him to a long-term contract, but it just hasn't happened. I don't know why. Uh, He was going to be very highly requested on the market, too, because really good free safety. And it it seemed like the Bengals were going to let him try free agency and then try to sign him. But instead, they franchise-tagged him. Now, there's rumors he could sit out the season, though, because he didn't really want to be franchise-tagged. He wanted to go into free agency and see what money he could draw, and the Bengals kind of did it against his orders. And we've seen this before. The franchise-tag can create problems with players and with teams, and we'll see what happens with Jesse Bates because I know he wanted to go into the market and just try and see what his price would be, and now he's just going to make $13 million I say just going to make, but, like, that's a lot of money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's caused so many problems. Like, just last year, Allen Robinson got tagged, and then he didn't do anything. He went from being a solid receiver to being a nobody because he was tagged. He could have gone to any team he wanted to and and produced, and he didn't produce because plays weren't run around him. So, I think it's funny that Jesse Bates – Wanted to see what money he can get. Because chances are the Bengals wouldn't be able to offer him a contract that other teams would have. And so I I don't know. It was somewhat smart for the Bengals if he decides to play, which he probably will. I don't see him sitting out. And But the Bengals don't have the best defense. They have an okay defense. And if you can get Jesse Bates to stay and play, your defense will obviously – Improve, and he'll definitely impact the defense like crazy. Now, the best franchise tag—the best one yet—David Najoku, Cleveland Browns. Smart, smart front office. See, you know it's it's funny because smart front office, but yet people still want to fire everyone and rehire. For oh, like, I know. Like, a Fifth time in the last five years. Yeah, I think it was smart. I'm, I'm not saying David Njoku is the best tight end in the league. Obviously he's not. There's other great tight ends, but he's, he's the go-to guy. He's just an easy go-to guy. That's always going to be there. He he likes the Browns. He actually likes the Browns, likes to be here, likes to play for them. Um, he likes Baker. Um, They definitely have chemistry. He's Baker's go-to guy. And he's, he's a solid blocking tight end too. So it's a good it's a good tag. It's a good tag. I'm glad we did because we probably wouldn't be able to offer him what he he would have wanted. Because what he wanted would have been 10 plus year or 10 plus mil a year, and that's a lot of money for David Njoku.
1: Yeah. So I actually I w- it was a surprise this tag because we kind of thought that it was just done and he played his last game for the Browns, and he was gone because, like you said, the money. But this tag is actually nice because, like I said, we could sign him to a long-term contract, and he's our tight end. We love him as Browns fans. He requested a trade two years ago, but then he turned it around, fired his agent, and got another agent just so he could stay in Cleveland. And now with the tag, he's staying in Cleveland. The only thing that worries me is we still have Austin Hooper. And if we get rid of Austin Hooper, then Nijoku could reach top 10 tight end levels. He already is like one of the most athletic tight ends. We just need to get him the ball and let him go off because I, for those of you listening, you probably saw, if you're a Browns fan, the 71 yard touchdown, he broke off earlier this year. I think it was, was it the chargers game? It was. Yeah. I, 71 yard touchdown for a tight end doesn't really happen much unless your tight end is blazing speed like David Njoku.
0: Yeah, I mean he's definitely underrated. He's he's a freak of nature at this point. I mean, he he practices before games completely like like in negative degree one of their shirtless. <laughs> like, he just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. He's just showing like, yep, I'm here to play, and that's all. So I mean, obviously everybody remembers all the hate he would get. Because his agent would say, like, yeah, we hate Cleveland. We want out. And turns out it was just his agent saying that. Now, if we could get rid of Hooper and get the money back, and I'm not saying we will do this, but maybe we can come to terms with an agreement and a contract to keep Najoku longer than just after this franchise tag.
1: Yeah. And finally, the last franchise tag is also a tight end. Also a guy like Mike Isicki, Miami Dolphins, uh, last three seasons, 2,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, ranking top 10 amongst tight ends in almost every stat. He only had two touchdowns this season, but he also played with Tua, so we'll excuse that. Um, But the Dolphins ran 72% of their offense with multiple tight ends in 2021 rate in the season last year. Mike Kosicki, good tight end. This franchise tag should help them lock him up for longer, but they got to get him more touchdowns. He had two touchdowns the whole season. Need to get him the ball more.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I mean, at that point, you should be like, this is on Tua. Because – you have weapons. You definitely have weapons. Jalen Waddle is extremely promising. Devontae Parker is also there. And then you have Mike Kosicki. So Mike Kosicki should be getting a fair amount of the touches. And he's he's not. Because he is a talented tight end. He's an underrated tight end. People think that he's overpaid and stuff. But people people don't understand that Tua is the QB. And Tua, Tua kind of likes the long ball and stuff to Jalen Waddle most of the time. So... I don't know. I'm if if the Dolphins can change up to QB position, chances are Mike Kosicki goes for a contract after this year. If they can't, Kosicki's probably gone. Yeah, definitely. I
1: we'll talk about the Dolphins quarterback situation probably in the future because it is a big deal. Uh probably we already have talked about it. Um but this wraps up our NFL episode of numbers news and nonsense and there was a lot this week and there's probably going to be a lot in the next coming weeks with free agents uh we'll probably post like a free agency tracker and try to mark where everybody's going at least like the top 50 free agents maybe but should be a fun off season and we're already we're past the franchise tags so should be a lot more coming, and then the draft is at the end of the month uh, in April, so this should be pretty fun.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, obviously not. it's not the season, but this is also an exciting time for the NFL because every couple of weeks something happens. Something happens throughout the league. So just like franchise tag, free agency, the draft, and then you just go from there, and then you're already looking for the next season to start. So it's an exciting, exciting time. I will say that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But that's a wrap. We will talk to you next time on numbers news and nonsense.